Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for May 19th, 2019. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Two new videos up on the blog from last night's UFC show in Rochester, New York. So uh, let's go over them. First one is uh, Felicia Spencer versus Megan Anderson. uh, And this is at Featherweight. And... um, you know, Felicia is uh, a uh, former uh, Invicta featherweight champ, making her um, UFC debut. She is from Montreal, but she lives in Orlando, Florida. And, of course, Megan is an Australian. She trains uh, with uh, James Strauss in Kansas City. Um, now, Megan was the betting favorite going into this, and I, I guess it was because Felicia was making her UFC debut. I also think that, uh, you know, some people looked at Megan's uh, size advantage because she's almost six feet tall and uh, Felicia is like five foot six. So, you know, if she can keep Felicia at bay with her striking, you know, she might be able to eke out a win. Here's the problem with that. Megan is not a very good fighter. She is better than she used to be. Like when she was living in Australia, she was just pretty bad. But moving to the U.S. Uh, to train with uh, uh, Krauss, uh, has really improved her, but it hasn't improved her enough. And, and I mean, um, you know, based on her Invicta run, Felicia is a much better fighter than Megan, and especially she's great on the ground. And uh, once Felicia took Megan down, you know, so here's the thing. You want to talk about that size advantage? You know, taking uh, Megan to the ground kind of nullified that. So... You know, Felicia took her down. Uh, Megan could never really get out of anything. And, uh, you know, Felicia won with a rear naked choke. Uh, Not really surprised by that. I just think she's a much more skilled fighter. Of course, the problem is the featherweight division is so shallow, it's possible for Felicia to start at the top. So Chris Cyborg tweeted last night that she wants to fight Felicia at UFC 240. The only thing is I don't think Cyborg has signed a new contract yet. So uh, it's about what I expected. I, I, you know, I saw Felicia at um, Invicta, and this is about what you should expect from her. And uh, do I think she can beat Cyborg? Sure. Cyborg has no ground game, right? She's, you know, she thinks she does, but she doesn't. Okay. Second fight is Aspen Ladd versus Sejara Eubanks. And this was at uh, Bantamweight. Now... Though this was a close fight, I thought Aspen won decisively. So uh, I was surprised when in round one, Sejara took Aspen down early in the round. Now the problem was she did nothing with the position. And eventually, Aspen took Sejara down and was much more productive in attempting to advance her position. Okay? And then at the end of the round, Sejara knocked Aspen down. So I scored the round 10-9 for Aspen because her takedown was more productive. Of course, there are some who thought Sajara's knockdown stole the round. Well, that's if you think the takedowns cancel each other out. But I didn't think that. I thought uh, post, uh, after her takedown, um, uh, Aspen did a much better job in, in trying to advance her position. Sajara basically did nothing. Okay, and eventually uh, Aspen got out of it, you know, but uh, it's just, 
you know, she did a better job. Yeah, it's what you do after the takedown that counts, not just the takedown. And that's why I was surprised that Sajari even tried to do a takedown because it's not really her game anyway. Okay. Now, one judge scored at 10-9 for Aspen. The other two scored at 10-9 for Sajara. Well, that's fine. It was a close round. I'm not a believer in round stealing. Okay. I always look at each round as a whole, and I just thought that Aspen's uh, takedown and uh, the uh, her attempts to advance her position after the takedown uh, were much better than anything Sajara tried to do in that round. Okay. Now in round two, Aspen controlled the round. She came very close to a finish. Uh, you know, Sajara defended it well, but I scored at 10-8 for Aspen. Two of the judges scored at 10-8, and the third scored at 10-9. So, and I mean, I'm usually very reluctant to score rounds 10-8, but what I saw last night was kind of interesting because uh, I saw, uh, you know, a lot of people say, oh, it was 10-9, and then later on, I guess they must have watched it again, and uh, they said, oh, maybe it was a 10-8, okay? So I think a lot of people scored it at first a 10-9, and then when they saw the two of the judges scored it that way, and they maybe took another look at it, they saw it really was a 10-8 round. And, and that's what it was, as far as the, the scoring criteria is concerned. So based on the judges' scorecards, Sajara needs a finish in round three, and she's not a finisher, okay? And Aspen <laughs> is undefeated, and, you know, what's it going to take to finish someone like Aspen? I don't know, because no one's ever done it. Anyway, round three was all on the feet, all standing. It was a close round. I scored a 10-9 for Aspen, and so did all three judges. And besides that, even if one of them scored the round for Sajara, Aspen would have won the fight anyway. It, depend, it would have depended on which judge scored it. So it really didn't matter. Uh, Sajara, based on the scoring, the judges' scoring, needed a finish. Okay, and I didn't figure on her getting one. All right, so I scored the fight 30-26 for Aspen. The judges scored it 30-26, 29-27, and 29-28. So, you know, I, I heard a lot of this last night. So 30-26, well, it was a close fight. Well, it was, except that round two wasn't close. All right, it was a 10-8 round, and that's why you got 30-26. And, you know, that's why you got 30-26. Like I said, one of the judges scored a 10-9, but that was a 10-8 round as far as I was concerned. Okay, well, at least they won the fight of the night bonus. Now, obviously, Aspen Ladd is headed for a title shot, but I think she may be a couple of fights away. Okay, she's doing well so far. Anyway, enjoy the video. Uh, definitely worth checking out. That was fight of the night, so uh, that video is definitely worth checking out. Okay, we had a, a couple of uh, fight announcements from Friday, all right? Rafael Marino of uh, Combat reported two women's flyweight bout, bouts added to UFC 240, July 27 at Rogers Place in Edmonton. The first is Jillian Robertson versus Sarah Frota. The second is uh, Mara Romero Barella versus Lauren Murphy. Okay. Jillian is 24 years old from Niagara Falls, Ontario, and she trains with Dean Thomas at American Top Team in Florida. Her record is 6-3 and three and 3-1 three and one in the UFC. I like Jillian because she's a finisher. Okay? Sarah is 31 years old from Brazil. Her record is 9-1. and one. 
She lost her UFC debut by split decision to Lavinia Souza. Uh, she was on the Brazilian uh, Dana White Contender Series. Now, that fight was at strawweight, and Sarah missed weight by eight pounds, so she has moved up to flyweight. Now, Sarah is a striker uh, who is terrible on the ground. I mean, that's why she lost that fight. If she, if she keeps that fight standing, she may win, but she didn't. She, she, uh, so what, what Jillian's going to try and do, and she'll probably be successful, is take her down and submit her. Okay? So that's what I expect from Jillian. Mara is 32 years old from Italy, but she trains an American top team in Florida, uh, uh, Roman uh, Silvera, Conan Silvera. Uh, came to the ring with her, came to the cage with her last time around. Now, her record is 12-5 in 2-0 contest and 2-1 in the UFC. She won her last fight over Taylor Santos by split decision. She didn't look good. She didn't look good in her previous fight either. Lauren is from Alaska, but she trains at MMA Lab in Phoenix with John Crouch. Her record is 10-4 and 2-4 and in the UFC. Lauren is a striker with no ground game, and she's ineffective, okay? Like, if she was a good striker and she won fights decisively, um, that would be fine, but she does it. All her fights tend to be close because she doesn't do enough to win decisively, right? She's been like this since in her Invicta days, all right? So she'll lose a close fight and then whine about it. You know, be better. <laughs> so anyway, she's pretty bad, and I haven't seen anything from Mara to think she can win decisively either, so... What I'm expecting from that fight is three rounds of nothing and a possible split decision. You know, <laughs> Merrill will probably win and then Lauren will whine about it afterwards, I suppose. But you gotta, have, you gotta win decisively in this business or you end up sitting in the lower, car, lower uh, mid card. You know, and, and that's where these two are gonna end up anyway. Okay, so uh, that's about it for today. Uh, don't forget tonight is the uh, WWE's Money in the Bank show, so don't forget to watch that. And uh, I do expect, by the way, Becky Lynch to drop one of the titles to uh, probably to Charlotte. God, if they, have, if they have Lacey Evans win, fans will revolt, I guarantee you. Anyway, uh, I don't think there'll be on that show anything on that show that I need to... Um, need to review. Uh, be back. Uh, not exactly sure. Uh, it depends what's happening. Uh, there's no UFC show next week, so uh, we'll see what happens uh, with regards to anything else. Now, uh, again, uh, don't forget to check out uh, both of those uh, UFC videos at frankp316.blogspot.com. If you have any questions or comments, you can uh, leave them on uh, um, leave them on Anchor's voicemail. And if you'd like to subscribe, you can do so at Google Podcasts iTunes, and Spotify. Uh, enjoy the uh, uh, WWE show tonight, and have a good week. Talk to you later.